hello, hello. It is me again. I am not Alex Light. I am Zach of Sparky3. And this is the second week without Alex, so it's going to be me and, of course, John here again. John, how are we doing today? I'm losing it over here. <laughs> I'm getting loopy for some reason. All righty. Well, so we started a bit late this week because we had some slight technical difficulties we had to deal with. But, um, yeah, this is the second week without Alex, so... He made a script. We're usually good to follow for one week. Yeah, so it's sort of going out the window, sort of reason why the title is what it is. Um, so yeah, we're going to just have fun with this, and Alex will he, we'll deal with it. He'll probably ask us to do this again at some point, and he fully accepts that this is a thing. But here we are again, Game Static 121. Um, I guess uh, I don't even got my notes pulled up. Oopsie. But... um. Yeah, we sort of played things this week. We'll hit some. We'll hit a couple things this week. Yeah, but we, we we played. We at least played some games, whether they were the ones we thought we were gonna play or not. It is what it is. We'll we'll do whatever we want. But if you would go check out Agent Inc. and check out their shop, especially our shop at Spark Three, and pick you up a jersey or one of those dad hats, as Alex likes to call them. I still don't get it, but hey, um, especially the Animangers. It still looks fantastic. It looks great in that pink and blue swirl. You can also check Wayward Beard Company, Rogue Energy, which just released their new strawberry bubblegum hydration and um, rainbow candy hydration. Yeah. Yes. Which I got a strawberry bubblegum coming out. I well, might get the rainbow candy. It looked interesting. I assumed somebody was going to get the strawberry bubblegum. Yeah, I spent like $130 on Rogue Jeez. this week. <laughs> But you skip that and also check out Red Dragon and check out our Discord in the links below. You can join us there, help us with there. And of course, check out the website at sparky3.com and check out our own personal merch shop that Agent Inc. had nothing to do with and Alex hand created. I don't know if he's created anything new for that, but please go check it out if you're interested at all. It does help. Um, with that, I'm going to just kill this music and we're just going to see where this show goes for the next... Uh, Half hour to an hour. <laughs> okay. Let's just let's just kind of look at. So, there were really three things that we were looking at playing this week, yes. which would have been Atomic Heart, I think it's called. Yep. Okay, Atomic Heart, uh, Octopath Traveler Two, and uh, Like a Dragon Ishin. Yes. Did you play any of those? I played two out of the three. Okay. Because I, I played a little bit of Atomic Heart, but. I kind of knew going into it, it wasn't my thing. That's fair. Um, I forgot Autopath Traveler was coming out on the 22nd. For some reason in my head, I thought it was the 2nd of March for some reason. I don't know why. You know, I had the same thing happen to me that happened when Fire Emblem came out. Because yeah. I forgot that when that came out. And then I showed up and Alex was like, yeah, we're talking about Fire Emblem. Then I wasn't here. Yeah. <laughs> so the the funny thing there was... I should have known Octopath was coming out because it's been heavily, like, pushed in all of my mobile game ads. Oh, really? And usually when a big game is coming out or, like, it, it seems to really be more than, like, Nintendo games. Yeah, I see. I primary, can see that. When they go, for some reason, the mobile games that I play, Nintendo ads really get pushed through. Yeah. <laughs> so I should have realized it was coming out this week. I forgot about it again. I mean, I was really excited for it. I still am excited for it. Honestly, after this show, I may go hit up a shop and buy a physical copy. Yeah. To be fair, I haven't played Octopath Traveler, but seeing that Octopath Traveler 2 did come out, 
downloaded the first one. Which I did see what you were talking about last week. It is actually coming off Game Pass soon. It, it keeps saying that. It keeps popping up saying it's going to come off Game Pass. I don't know when it's actually leaving. They usually put it up there on that leaving soon for like a month and a half. Yeah. Well, let's see. Like when I first got Game Pass, I had it on there for a little while. Yeah. And then it because they said something about it leaving soon, it's like, oh, I need to play it. And then I just didn't. I mean, hopefully it's still in there before it leaves because it, you'll put in quite a bit of chunk of time into it. Yeah. Because it is an RPG. I might just start playing it because, hell, I'm not playing anything different right now. Played a bunch of old shit. I mean, hey, that's why we're here. We played a bunch of old <laughs> shit with new updates. Hey. Um, but before we get into stuff we actually put time in, let's at least hit a bit of what we did bit of play. So I did play Like a Dragonation. Okay. I bought the deluxe edition, so I was actually playing it. Actually, after we left here last week, I went and played it. Um, I enjoy it. It is a classic Yakuza game in the style of Yakuza 1 through 6. Um. The weird, weird, the strange thing about it is just, so they're doing the story of the Shinsengumi, which is a whole group of police force that was also sort of a bunch of just cutthroats and killed people. It was a weird thing. But they've used the characters from that story and part of history and have just put the Yakuza character models on it. So it's very jarring for me seeing all the Yakuza characters and them being called by different names when they're acting the same way they already were. No, so it's basically just like, hey, the world, it's like, here's the world setting that looks different and everything in, an, in older times. But we didn't feel like remodeling any of these characters. We'll just change their clothes. Correct. Um, And it's sort of funny because it really dawns on me how much that that's pretty much it. It's literally just like they took those characters and they're now just acting because there's a whole filter system in the settings where you can, instead of having a regular camera mode, you can put it into like a historical drama. So it's all sort of like grayscaled and yeah, that's okay. the grittiness to it. Which I tried to play it like that, but my TV's brightness doesn't want to work for me. So I could not get it to a point where it was actually viewable. <laughs> Man, so they just... They love being weird with those games. Yes, yes, they do. And I want you to note that every mini game that the Yakuza games have had, they all make a reappearance in this game. Oh, sure. Why not? You still can go fishing. You can go to a bar and sing karaoke. <laughs> There's chicken racing. What about the what about the claw machine? <laughs> I have not seen a claw machine yet. <laughs> I would hope not. We'll see what their version of it is. Um, so, I mean, they've reused a lot of the assets from other games, and I feel like that's what they've done with this game because um, it literally is just a reskinned Yakuza game, but I'm enjoying it just because I like the Yakuza series. And it's just a weird thing because because uh, I keep seeing things that I was like, this happened in the Yakuza game with the same characters. Because, like, there's one, I forget what he is. I think he was the antagonist of one of the games in Kazuma, the original Yakuza character. They have a fight in a bathhouse. We have another fight with those two early on in another bathhouse. Yeah, I mean, might as well. Just in, just their different characters. I'm, I'm just fighting this whole fight, and the whole time I was like, I've done this before with I, these I characters. Feel like a, I feel like that's a lot of the, the Yakuza games is... 
Yeah, it's like your overall story might be slightly different. You'll have wackier side quests and shit to do. But it's still Yakuza. And I haven't played a lot of Yakuza games. I've started a couple of them. Yeah. Uh, but they all seem to have almost the same opening. <laughs> Or at least a few I've played in some capacity. Yeah, it's yeah. like they, they're varying. So, but you follow the same kind of structure, so and I, get to the same conclusion to I, get to the story. I got to a point. I think it was like when Yakuza Four came out. Well, actually, I take that back. When I finally played Yakuza Four, because I only played Yakuza One and Two, then I fell off the series and didn't pick it back up till Zero came out. But um, there was a point when I was playing through where I went, "This is just Kiryu's fucking unfortunate life," where he's just like. I'm going to get out of the Yakuza business. And then they pull me right back in. I was going to say. And I'm going like, to get back out of the Yakuza business. Like, even Yakuza Zero, which is like a prequel to all the Yakuza games, it's literally Kazuma fucking um, being banished from yeah, like, the Yakuza life, but still getting involved. I was going to say, because it's like, it's, it seems like, it seems like uh, Yakuza games some reason you're getting kicked out of the Yakuza or you're taking a fall for somebody you gotta go to jail for 10 years and then you come back and everybody like nobody wants to deal with you but they kind of want to deal with you yes and then and then you gotta go about your way to either rise your way back up or kind of do your own thing off on the side <laughs> it's never a rise thing it's like he sees some problem in the like, world and he decides it's he somehow gets involved and has to deal with it now yeah and then it's like at the end they're like you did a good job, boss. It's like, wait, I'm... I don't want to be the boss. I thought I was out of here. Now you're back. Okay, well, I'm going to leave. <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. But back to like a dragon e shit. Um... Fuck, it's still that same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so you play as fucking uh, Sakamoto Ryoma, and you, like, you return to your hometown of Toa after being in Edo for over a year learning sword training and like the first thing you get back you're walking down the street and these joshi what their class is called they're higher people and more or less whenever they show up everyone in the street has to bow down to them until they walk through and there's a whole segment where a lady's daughter's got a stomach ache and since it's back during the time when uh the black ships appeared in japan so the west was just interacting with uh europe was just interacting with japan and whatnot lady was just like well it's my child and she goes up to Run while there's like, where are you going? Why are you walking while we're walking? Oh, your child's sick? You think I'm care? Goes to cut her down. And our MC goes up and punches him. He's like, go on your way, lady. I'll deal with this. <laughs> and he gets put into jail. <laughs> I was about to say, I mean, I, I half expected, like, I mean... He had, of course, he has to go to jail for some reason. Yes. But I half expected you to be like, yeah, he comes back from like his year a year away training or something, and then you encounter somebody. You you were walking down the street the wrong way, so someone's like, what the fuck, dude? That's where I was going to walk, and then tries to fight you. Yeah. No, it's a thing. I mean, he doesn't spend like years in the jail. He gets out the same day because his father's some big politician. Yeah. So it's a... It's, it's the Yakuza style game rite of passage. Yes. You have it to really go to jail is. in the beginning it, of the game. It really <laughs> is because then it sets up a whole plot point of, well, you're back and we got this whole movement going on to upset the town and be able to get rid of the class system, yada, yada, yada. You meet some people, you, get, you go to meet to try and set things up. 
and then the father leader figure gets assassinated. Okay. Which yeah. is also a yeah. Yakuza that's, standard. That's the same thing. <laughs> and thus, your MC has been implicated as the killer. And that f- after fighting the real killer who gets away and no one else sees, you get deemed the killer. So he banishes himself from Toa. Uh, and then a year passes and he's been living somewhere else under a different name trying to find information on uh, the killer. There really is something about Yakuza games and happening upon somebody who had been killed and getting and and you being accused of it. Yes. Man, they gotta come on. Let's get a new thing. I mean, it works. Every <laughs> single Yakuza game is I've enjoyed, and the whole thing is just like it is over dramatized for the sole purpose of being over dramatized. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're, it's, you're not going to Yakuza game for the necessarily the the deep plot and yeah. meaning and everything. I guess we should be saying like a dragon, not Yakuza, since that's the oh, yeah, what they're yeah, changing but, to is like a dragon instead of to get rid of that Yakuza name they, that came they, from the West. Yeah, to be fair though, we are referencing the older, you still called Yakuza games. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I still want to go buy find the original PS2 Yakuza game, not the Kiwami, because that's the only Yakuza game that has English voice acting. Oh, that would be fucking terrible. It's weird, because for some reason the first one they decided we're gonna do English voice acting. The second one they just fuck it, we're just doing subtitles. <laughs> I wouldn't want English voice acting in those games, I don't think. I played the first one with English voice acting, so I honestly can't remember how good or bad it was. Because I just remember playing the second one when I first saw a copy of it and going, oh, it's not in English this time. That's weird, but okay. Um, but I mean, overall, I've been having entertaining time with it. I mean, it's it's a, like a dragon game. It's the tradi- It's the classic... Fighting styles, beat em up, not the RPG. You have your four styles of fighting, which his is brawler, swordsman, gunman, and then wild dancer. Okay. And it's brawler is just straight up you're dodging and punching people and you're parrying attacks as they come at you. Swordsman, it's one on one, stabbing each other, guarding. Gunman, you literally just have a six shooter and you just stand back. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> the entire time. And the wild dancer, you just pull out both and you start spitting and shit. I mean, I was assuming. Yeah. I was like, that's that's gotta be you gotta be like having having both or something in your hands. Otherwise, it's, that or you're gonna be spinning around on the you know, like doing some weird dance moves. That's or zero like that. with yeah. Majima. He has yeah. break dancing. Yeah, I've I've <laughs> seen it. <laughs> like when you when you said wild dancer, like well, it can't be that. No, it's not. But. The equivalent of that. Yeah, it, it's pretty equivalent to it. He's just not doing a lot of ground groundwork on that. Um, then we have, of course, the leveling of the skills. You By using each fighting style, you gain experience towards to gain orbs to unlock more of it. Um, you have the traditional, actual, real serious, dramatized story that's constantly going through the game with the interspersed BS, that is, Yakuza games and the random sub-stories and interactions with people. Like, there's an old guy who's hurt his back and you have to be ch- passing by. It's just like, oh, it'd be nice if a young strapping lad would cut this wood to help out this old man. Yeah. So you get dragged into cutting wood. Yeah. Yeah, because from, from what I've seen, the, the main stories are usually 
relatively serious. Yeah, they're relatively like, they're, serious. They're, they're like relatively serious. Fairly well written. Yeah, it's like they're, they're, there's a lot going on there. But everything else is just fucking wild. It really <laughs> is. Because, like, it's just how how the Yakuza games do it. Like, all the sub-stories are actually very close together. But how interspersed it is with other crap you're able to do in between point A and point B makes it feel like they're pretty far away at times. Yeah. Because you get stopped because you're like, oh, what's this building? Oh, chicken racing? Well, let's do chicken racing for a little bit. And after like 20 minutes, I'm like, why the fuck am I doing chicken racing? It's like, I think, I don't remember. I don't remember if it was Yakuza 0 I was trying to play or Yakuza like a drag. I don't know. I started the game up when I was, I was like, started running around and then I went into like a, the, like an arcade and yeah. then I was just I was just playing an old Sega fighting game. That was probably well it could have been either Zero or Kiwami. I I think it was Zero, but I, it's like I'm I'm in there playing that and I'm like 30 minutes into it I'm like I'm not even playing the same fucking game I started playing. <laughs> but here's the thing, if you play those arcade games good enough, you get bonds with Random NPCs. I know, but I was still sitting there like, I've done nothing. <laughs> and they in give the, you good shit. It's like I've done nothing in the game that I wanted to do. And here I am just playing this determined for some reason that this is what I'm doing now. Yeah. It had to be zero because Kiwami has the weird uh, female bug wrestling game. Yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. I know, I've seen it. <laughs> I've watched some uh, some some breakdown or like some yeah some cut down playthroughs of at least Zero and Kiwami. Yeah, the like a Dragon games are just wild because even like, uh, like a Dragon the RPG one, it's fully ridiculous, and they fully accept the ridiculousness and make reasons why they're fighting like they are. Yeah. Like, it is entertaining that they make real situational reasons for things like there's random pots lying in the ground in Ishin where you can just walk up to it and get random items. And when you leave jail, you see someone putting in a pot and you're just like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm putting these things in a pot. These things I don't need anymore. So I just leave them in this pot because someone can probably use it. If you open it up and take it, don't worry. Someone else will come by and probably fill it with something else. Bye. Just random people. I don't need. I don't need this old shit anymore. I'm just gonna get rid of it in this pot. Yeah, it's like some like rainbow fabric that you need for crafting for high and stuff. Like, well, shit. Yeah. So overall, you're you're having you're enjoying it. Of I, course, mean, I mean, you you know what you're getting into. It's with like that a dragon game, game and yeah. it's the classic style. So I'm like, okay. And we still got two more coming out this year, which is one following Cosmos story. During the events of Like a Dragon, and then it's eight, where it's Cosma and uh, I can't remember Like a Dragon's MC right now, off the top of my head, where the two of them team up for an RPG. Sure. That's exactly what it is. I never I I still haven't gone back and actually put much much more time into like uh the actual Like a Dragon. Yeah. Uh from when I last played it. I was enjoying the game. I just I mean, gotta... it's an enjoyable game. And the first dungeon, you fought a giant Roomba. Seems right. I'm going to be honest. 
because you have to go back into the dungeon to find the Roomba. I was very confused what the fuck it was because this thing, like, it's a Roomba, but it wasn't initially, I didn't initially figure it out for whatever reason because the thing is, like, the size of this fucking room. How big of a space was it trying to clean? It's on a giant square. Probably about, I'd say, like, 15 square feet more than this room. So it fit on there, but not by much. Why is it up there? I mean, it ain't even hardly got room to clean. Because it was a sewer dungeon. Oh, man, if it's in the sewer, it's barely going to get any cleaning done anyway. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of, lot of games that have just, like, dungeons and shit like that to go into, especially when you, like, can return back to it later. They're just like, man, fucking put something in there. <laughs> I mean, and since it's... Like a dragon series, they're just like, just put whatever in there. It'll be fine, as long as it slightly makes sense. Also, I do need to note that it's also in the Like a Dragon uh, synopsis that you always have to end up going to the slums at some point. Because there's always some important figure in the slums or hobo uh, town, for whatever reason. Every game. Yeah. Sometimes it's your MC who's the hobo. always somebody who knows what's going on there yes and, uh, overall enjoying like a nation or Ishan like a dragon may talk more about it next week probably won't because we'll probably have something else but uh yeah enjoying it but on the other end atomic art how did you feel about it john i actually did end up downloading this and playing it for a little while i forgot this like i didn't even realize this game was coming out i wasn't excited for it i think you were the one who was talking about it it originally. piqued my interesting just because it seemed like a bioshock-esque game yeah i will say okay so you played it a, at least a little bit right i got about like two hours in okay so you're you got somewhere around where i was in it and uh let me just say this game starts off long as fucking little rowboat scene Yes, that thing was fucking long. It just, it's like there are so many periods where shit, it just makes you sit there and wait. And yeah, I get in the beginning, it's like, yeah, just kind of experience the atmosphere we have here. No. No. Let me control the speed of my damn rowboat. Also, I'm just going to say this now, when you fucking fly away from there in the car, there's no fucking water down there. There's not. There's not any water down there. No. Where the fuck, where the, where the water go? That pissed me off. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I did know how long this initial intro prologue thing was because you have the rowboat scene. Then when you get to that lab or whatever, that goddamn elevator. The elevator. It makes you ride it fucking twice. It's the longest fucking elevator in the, the world. The opening to this game is not strong is what we're saying. Um, but no, the game Then starts- it has you get off the elevator the second time, go and sit in a car for some robot to pick your ass up and do this long fly scene where it forces you to... It's like... It's not even a like... It's you're almost just, like trying to do a title thing, but it's not a title. It has it is floating with the radio going. You're just getting exposition yeah. the whole time. And then, then it even has a moment with like at least a minute where you're go, just going through a cloud yeah. and you just see nothing but white. Yeah, it's just white everywhere. It was pissing me off. <laughs> it's just too many sections of that. Only to just get to the end and right before you land, it's like, oh yeah, we're going to shoot you down now. Peace. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the game starts 
And you're in this rowboat, and you're seeing like these robots and shit fly around. It's kind of introducing you to kind of the the way the world works, I guess. And yeah. And uh, and your character's talking to his glove because his glove likes to talk to him a fucking lot, by the way. Yes. And uh, Carlos or whatever. Yeah. Glove. Yeah, the glove wants to be called like Charles or something, uh, and your your main character just refuses to call him that. Calls him like six six or seven different names, but he usually just sticks with glove. Yeah, he'll call him glove, or he'll just he'll just start calling him other C names. Yeah. to just fuck with him, really. Uh, but yeah, this game takes place in a world where the Soviet Union won World War Two. Is that what it is? Yeah, I did. Okay, so when you go to the when you go to the lab, okay, and the speech is starting behind you, I stopped and listened to it. Oh, okay. Just because I was like, somebody took the time to write this, I might as well stand here and listen. It's a long speech. I'm gonna say though, one thing I do say about a Tom Hardy, they put a lot of attention to detail and made it very atmospheric. Because even though the freaking flying scene did take forever. There was actually a lot of detail in it, even like when going through the cloud and just having the condensation on the window. There is a lot of cool stuff that's happening just around in this opening area or opening sequence. Because like even in like after the rowboat and you fucking finally move around and there's tons of crowds because it's celebrating some special day. I forget what it's called. Uh, I don't remember what the the name of it is more or less it's a big celebration because everyone's getting neural links to make the second hive mine or neuronet. yeah so the uh yeah it's basically during that's the big long speech uh the guy it's the i don't know what his title is he runs his company he's like developing this technology for like zach said these like neural link implants where he's designed this technology where once you get these implants, you can, you can kind of uh, insert information into your mind in a matter of minutes. And the whole thing is like, or his whole speech is or revolves around the aspect of he's like, so you want to become a master of like astrophysics in five minutes? Sure. You want to learn how to do this? You want to learn how to do this? Everyone needs to do this, a five-minute process to get this inserted, and then this becomes available in two days. Uh, and it's this, everybody's, like, gathered around, like, everybody's so excited about it. Uh, and it's like, well, we're here, mostly you're hearing about this as your character is just trying to make his way to the lab to meet up with this guy. Yeah. And... uh and forgot to mention, this is all happening on a floating island. Yeah, it's, there's floating islands in the sky because in this version of the world, the Soviet Union won World War II and then has, like, their top scientists have developed, like, exceptional technologies. So there's floating islands in the sky for, like, the... Uh, I mean, really, just for the wealthy. Yeah. And then tons of different robots for other different tasks. And which I do in like the robot designs because knowing full well that a large portion of the enemies were going to be robots, just seeing the faces, just like the normal robots, and then all the other types was like, God, it's going to slightly suck to fight some of these. Yeah. And then 
it also I I like that they didn't go super crazy with the designs either. Yes. Because the other thing to keep in mind is this game takes place in 1950. Yes. Uh, so it's not you're not seeing like super advanced technologies by like today's standards or like what we would see in sci-fi mm-hmm. uh, movies or shows or something at this point. They're very. I mean, really fairly simplistic robots in their designs yes. for the most part. Uh, but yeah, essentially right before you... And then right before you get into the float, the car and the robot picks you up and takes you off on this long floating car ride, I, you kind of just have a conversation with the, the guy who was giving the speech, I think it was. Uh, and he's... Because he was the one who saved you at some point and gave you your glove and everything. No, he's talking to his glove when he talks about that. He, well, he's going to meet up with that guy, though. Or that's who he was supposed to be meeting up with. I thought he went to meet the guy and get his key for the car, but I couldn't meet him because he was dealing with something. He calls him initially during that ride. Then he gets called by the prick scientist who he's trying to meet up at the lab. And then he has a conversation with Charles. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, the, the, the scientist guy is the one who saved the main character. Yes. So yeah, he's the one who kind of saved him and gave him the glove and started giving him kind of this technology and stuff where he can kind of augment himself in, other, in certain ways. Yeah, it's weird. Kind of, yeah, weird concept, but uh, you find out basically your character is uh, some specialized military of some kind or secret service of some sort that the that the the big boss man just sends you out to take care of people he's not as badass as granny zima that dude gets his ass beat it, it, I, my character spent more time getting his ass kicked Bal than gets, anybody i've seen Val gets killed by a robot in a porta potty gets saved by fucking granny zemo she takes a pitchfork to that goddamn robot's head and then yeah. she's just like then she pulls out a fucking weapon cache with a LMG and some science advanced rocket launcher, lock-on rocket launcher. Uh, we did skip a step there. I don't briefly. care. So, Granny Zima was great. Yeah, yeah, so right before we had introduced Granny Zima, when the car is, when we're being flown around, we, we start to hear reports of robots turning against people, kind of. Yes. On the radio, and then a robot comes through, shoots down the robot that's carrying us, and we fall to the ground. And then we wake up two days later. It's two days? Uh, well, the they start... If you some of the dialogue in that it starts saying that like I think Granny Zim at one point says two days ago uh robots started attacking. That doesn't add up. I know it doesn't add up. That's just what the, the what the dialogue was. <laughs> they said they said robots started attacking people two days well, ago. Well no, no, that's the thing because like the mainland because I guess that's the mainland. I don't, it doesn't really address it. They more or less said communication's been cut off because no one knows that the robots have been rebelling for two days. While everyone else has been celebrating up in the clouds. That would make more sense because it's it almost seems like they're getting hit with it at different almost different areas are getting hit with it at different points in time. Yeah, Some because virus I was about to released. say that doesn't make because your character doesn't black out at all, because you get shot down, you land in that you get pulled out by that female bot in that tent area and she's like, I don't know how it happened, but every all the other robots have gone hostile. She tries to get out of the elevator with you, it kicks that one in the face to kick it out. 
That other robot explodes the I top forgot, of it. I forgot about that section. <laughs> sucks that robot girl up and drops your ass, and you somehow survive and land on the ground and get find your axe. Yeah. Which, okay, I want to say, if you look at the menu of that axe, it has all kinds of fucking attachments and shit on it. When I picked the axe up, it was a basic ass fireman's axe, and then it and then the, it gives gives me the options to like mod it, and it's got all kinds of shit on it. Yeah, no, it's it's random as all hell. Well, how did you? I'm just gonna skip ahead at this point. How did you feel about the introduction of the mod thing with Nora? It's fucking weird. Because because leading up to this, you get your ass handed to you again by some giant metal worm that drops your ass through some floors. Some people save you, and some ladies working on you is like, all right, you're good. Wake up and get your ass up. And she's trying to explain to, exposition to you. Another robot in a black suit who has a laser for a face kicks in the door and starts trying to kill you. Yeah, he's got, his face opens up and shoots a laser out, and then he just kind of waves his face around, and he like kills most of the people in the room. Yeah. Somehow we dodge the laser. And somehow the woman crawls down a tunnel. Um... Then you fight it as like a small boss fight. You only have one door. You pop it open and it's just a black hallway. Tons of bodies, gourd hanging on and some woman singing voice. I'll be honest, John. I hit that one and went, fuck that. <laughs> Turned around and went, well, fuck me. Did you, have, did you have a shotgun by that point? Yeah. Yeah, I just fucking unloaded the shotgun into laser face. Yeah. He just died so fast. See, I actually did the fight and fought him with an axe because I think I only had like two bullets. I think I had four and I just unloaded into him. I was like, well, that was an easy fight. <laughs> uh, then you meet Nora, which ends up being a vending machine AI that you can customize your abilities and weapons. But there's some it's weird scene where... It's like a trap, like all the other scenes you've seen at this point with the robots, where tentacles come out of her and she starts grabbing you. I don't know what the hell she's trying to do. She's very sexually charged. Yes, it's a machine that's very sexually charged, so I can only assume it was used she's, for sexual relief for the soldiers down in the base. But Well, well she, Nora is very weird because I don't know if you've crafted any other weapons, but... Uh, when I encountered a different, like another Nora, okay. later on in it, uh, she's she starts talking about like, oh well, I could. It's like you left me for so long that I had to grab someone else and basically said she killed him, like she ground him up inside of her, and and he's like, uh, I'm gonna have to ask you to not kill any more people. She's like, well, you wouldn't. You refused to go inside me, so I had to take care of that with someone else. It's like this really weird scene. Which I still want to know, because like in the loading screen, there's tips about saying, if you have a pet, don't forget to feed it. What pet is it going on about? I don't have a pet yet. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I feel like this game has about. very strange systems for a first-person slight horror shooter. It, Yeah. Yeah, the movement, the movement in melee combat feels janky for how fucking fast the robots move. It does feel a little odd. I think it's mostly because like going sideways, you lose a lot of speed. Which I mean, in real life, you would you won't move nearly as quickly strafing side to side unless you're used to that. 
But I would feel like for a soldier, he would at least have done some sort of movement, speed training and side to side. The other thing is, we don't have a we 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 don't have a sprint. Correct. We just have a fucking dash. Yes. I hate I hate when games do that. Uh, give me a sprint and a jump instead of a fucking dash. <laughs> because it's like it's a one charge short dash. It's yeah. not the it's and it's just there. It's like the dash mechanic is just there so that you can parry and dash out of unblockable attacks by enemies. I could dodge out of the way just as quick if you let me sprint. How do you feel about the lock picking system? I didn't understand it. I just I just fumbled my way through it. Okay. Because he's talking about the one where you actually have to try to pick the lock. Yeah. Like, like with it, the snapping. What? That was the whole thing. Whenever the light lights up on the bulb, when you had your character snaps to interact with it. Oh, for... that's a different one. There's a bunch of different lock picking. Is ways. there? There's one lock pick where, or there's one thing where, like you were talking about, there's lights going around and you have to hit it when the light is, or when it's lit up on yeah. there, and then it goes down. Then there's the wire one with your hand, right? Then there's the wire one with your hand. Which where makes it, no sense. Where it's it's like Bethesda lock picking. Yeah, it's like Skyrim or Morrowind lock picking, but it doesn't really give you... And you don't get no indication of it, and you're not yeah. going to break your lock pick, so it's just a minute of just moving it around. To figure out, out wherever it works. Yeah, that one was kind of dumb. There's another lock picking thing where you get like... You get a circle with a bunch of like uh, little pins you can press in it, and it's put into quadrants, and you have to find a clue somewhere to tell you what the pattern is. What the fuck? It the first one is done. The first one it it has you do story wise. Okay. So it sh- you very easily find what it is. Uh, but yeah, there's that one. And then there might be another one. I might be forgetting another one. There's a bunch of different weird lockpicking things in this game. Then it also has electrical doors that you have. Do you have shock? Yeah. Yeah, so there's electrical doors yeah. that you have to unlock with shock. Uh, there's that weird plus minus puzzle thing. I don't know what's ever going to happen. I didn't understand what, how that was supposed to work. I did. I I just I, I just, just fumbled stuff, my way. I just moved stuff around until the door opened. Yeah. So basically, lasers. It was lasers came down and then went in, into in two lines to meet up with a door, and you had to rearrange them to unlock the door. It was a pull plus minus thing, which makes sense as a lock mechanism. Which the actual thing and explanation completely makes sense. The thing that made it hard is. There was no indicators on the things you were flipping of which ones were which. All you it, got were the was, lights. It was talking about the match the colors together in that. So I guess it was supposed to be two different colors, but they were the same color for me. Well, no, what, what you were supposed to do, because you're supposed to make that line a specific color by doing plus minuses, like a circuit. Yeah, I, I understood that. There's just nothing was changing. There was no indication of which ones were the pluses, which ones were the minuses. Well, I was moving stuff around. Literally nothing was changing on yes, the screen. Yes, yes, same for me. The only I, it's like yeah, so I, yeah, I understand what you're saying now. See, cause. you had six circles, but the only ones that mattered were the two on the far right. The other four can go fuck all. Yeah, because I moved them around a little bit, and nothing happened. I moved the two on the end, and it was like, okay, yeah, you're good. Yeah, no, so there was yeah, but like you said, there was no indication of which ones were actually supposed to be moved or and there was no visual indication when you were moving anything. 
that anything changed. Yeah. It yeah, it was like the first it's kind of like the first ones of these puzzles. They're just like they're like, "We'll just give it to you." And it's like, "Well, no, cuz you're supposed to be teaching me how to do it. And if your teaching method is to give me a gimme, I'm never going to fucking learn your mechanic. <laughs> I'm going to get fucked on the next time it shows up." But yeah, the I will say there's a weird thing cuz looting in this game, the every fucking wall or every yes. dresser or everything yes. you have to loot and they have a vacuum loot where you can hold down the loot button and then your little tentacle hand goes <laughs> sucks everything up but the problem is you can only hold that for about two seconds before the tentacle hand gets tired what i if, if you if you move it away or if it sucks everything up and you're not constantly moving it over something new it it stops doing it i guess i never noticed because I, the only reason I noticed it was because I would be going, I would be like walking along a wall getting everything. But if I was, if my camera was tilted at an angle where it just slightly didn't have it, where I could hit the button for it to, for me to loot it, yeah, then it wouldn't vacuum it up. Okay. I, I like had to aim over the, the actual icon for the, yeah, for like for, since I played on PC, it was like F to loot. If I didn't aim it at least for a second at where the F was, it just wouldn't loot it. So then I'd be walking around. I'm like, looting this wall perfectly fine. The one on the end, nothing happens. And then I'd like turn away. I'm like, all right, did I get everything? Hit the scan. Fuck. <laughs> I got to say that scan is a nice little feature, though. Yeah, it's nice that... It's nice that you don't have... It's not like the fucking ping system, yeah. the circle ping that other games use. This, this, I prefer this, where you can hit it, and it's long range, and it's color-coded. <laughs> Easy. Simple. I don't want to have to constantly hit a ping every four feet that I walk, and the, cer the radius is my arm's reach. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the... Did you, did you look into the modding system much, or did you get no. very far into it? There's not a, there's a, the modding system mostly seems to be, there's a bunch of different weapons that you can make for various different situations. Mm -hmm. Like the modding for the shotgun, mm -hmm. uh, unless you, like you can make cartridges for it so that you could put like an elemental type damage or something on it. But other than that, the, the modding that I was able to do for it was like, I changed the barrel on it so that it did slightly more damage to robots and it's just various small things like that gotcha so the and then what actually changes as far as using the weapons is the different types of weapons because i was able to craft two additional weapons after that okay. i crafted another axe uh which did less damage but attacked way faster and had a slightly different attack pattern and it it i think that one and the other gun that I made were also like elemental type weapons. Okay. So they didn't use like ammo as much. They it, it was like a bar that as you like the gun was this little handgun that did a uh, a small amount of electrical damage. Okay. So as you shoot it, it's got bars down there that deplete. But then if you just put the gun away and don't use it, they kind of refill back up. Oh, okay. That makes more sense with my axe. I was wondering why I had bars. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's like special attack something. Yeah. Of that. Uh, but yeah, so I 
I don't know. It's I was I was curious about playing this game because you had mentioned it as like a Bioshock type game. I never played Bioshock. I never played anything like these games really. So I was like, ah, give it a shot. I don't think it's. I don't think I'm gonna continue playing it. Not for any real negative reason. Just as I went, well, not for any reason with the game itself necessarily. Yeah. Uh, but I, after like two hours of playing it, I was like, I'm not really having fun. And I don't know if that's the game's fault. See, I think it's just not my style game. I, I sort of feel you there. I enjoy the style game, but um, besides just the atmosphere and like the small little details. I hated it, the combat. It wasn't really gripping me to continue playing because, I mean, yeah, you can craft bullets. I feel like it's also going to be a very much resource management in this game yeah because i didn't for it took me the longest time to figure out how to get to the fucking backpack yeah i couldn't figure out how to open it up but each healing item takes up a backpack slot yep so if you have 10 healing items and they come in various sizes yes then it takes each one takes up its own slot because i ran into a problem where i had crafted those weapons yeah and then i keep i kept accruing healing items i don't know how because the, well, every robot you kill has a pretty high chance of giving you a healing item. Yeah, because then I started getting, the game started getting mad at me because it was like, your rucksack is overloaded. And I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. Why are you telling me that? The, the inventory system in this game is done in the square grid style. Think of like Resident Evil. So things take up space. And once it reaches that max space, well, guess what? You can't carry any more shit. It does have an auto sort feature. Does It does. And it, you also have in each one of the, relief rooms you have a stash you can throw stuff into never put anything in the stash probably well it's in there uh but yeah i will say it is nice because i'm not a big fan of the way the combat work it has it was having the same problem that i feel like i had for a while back when biomutant came out uh it'll make sense in a second where in the combat in that game, at least for melee combat, it felt like my hits had no impact. Yes. It feels like it, because I'm used to games with a combat, like in any sort of melee combat, if I've got a big fucking axe and I hit someone with it, they're not, they're not going to act like nothing happened and just keep charging through me with nothing. They'd at least get knocked back. Or, like, take a step back in some sense. Granted, these are robots that shouldn't really feel pain or anything. Correct. But if I'm still hitting them, you would think that it's like I have no momentum or anything with my swings. Yeah. Because they just continue plowing forward like nothing's happening. I get what you mean there. Because, like, I did find it was odd that even though I was hitting people with my axe and I was seeing the... Metal and whatnot scarring up, but yeah, they just kept coming. There was no pushback on them. Like, more or less, the law of Isaac Newton was completely ignored in this game in terms of melee combat, unless they're hitting you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If they, it's like they get two hits on you, and you go flying backwards, and then the second you stand up, you get knocked back again. Yeah. Uh, so that's like, I was a little annoyed by that. I was, I mostly ended up just using the guns. Uh, because I was finding ammo fucking everywhere. Uh, and then I was, I was a little annoyed with it because even then it's like, 
it didn't seem to matter. It doesn't seem to matter where you hit them. It's just however many hits it is, yeah. is how many hits it is. So like the shotgun, after I tinkered with the mods on it a little bit, it was like two hits from the shotgun killed no matter what it was, no matter what. It, it, if I hit it, it was two hits. Even headshots? Yeah. Damn. Uh, it may have just been the weapon that I was using or something. But, like, melee combat, I didn't really enjoy that. And the second axe I enjoyed more because it was faster, so I was able to... Since I was able to hit him more, it felt more impactful. Yeah. Uh, But that was also, like, when I played Biomutant, the melee combat didn't feel very impactful until I found a big-ass fucking hammer that it made people... It made all the enemies make it feel like it had an impact to it. Uh... But yeah, I wasn't the combat. I wasn't too big on, and then, uh, there's some sort of like stealth aspect to the game, ish, sort of. which is mostly just don't let the camera see you. Because yeah. if the camera sees you, enemies are gonna start charging at you. Uh, but a lot of times cameras are through the doorway, and if you want to distract the camera, then you in a very awkward way, pick up something close by and throw it. Yeah. And then the camera looks at it and then you hit it with your shock and it'll, and it can knock it down for a little bit. Oh, if you go up to it, you can shoot or cut it off. Yeah. But if you, if you, you can shock it from a distance and then be able to get up to it as well. Yeah. No, I just threw a crate and then I chopped it off. Yeah. That was, uh, cause I was going through, I was like, uh, mainly cause I, for some of this, I was like, I was like, this is what the game's telling me to do. Let's see how see how well this works. And I'm like, this fucking sucks. Yeah, because it's sort of weird. Because to pick up stuff with your hand, you have to hold right bumper or whatever your hands interact button is. You have to hold it and then release it for it to pick up an item. Then to throw it, you then have to hold and release it again. Yeah, I kept shooting my shotgun on accident. <laughs> because I would assume if I picked it up, I'm like, okay, now click and hold the throw. That's what it is in most other games. Yeah. But no, it's like I got that wrong every time. Then I'm, then I'm just like, I look like an asshole standing in a doorway holding a fucking book shooting a shotgun. <laughs> uh, but no, but it's essentially as far as I got in the game is I found, found some dickhead down there. Like, uh, I found some dickhead dude that apparently the, the lady that, like, Found us when we were knocked out. Oh, okay. Her, uh, she knew him, or she like knows him, and is basically saying, "Hey, watch out for this guy. He's coming for you." I didn't know who it was when I helped him. <laughs> Did he kill you? No, he fucking ran. Oh, he ran and sick some robots on me. Oh, fuck. And now I'm just, I like, I was working my way to him, or working my way to where he went because he just went through the doorway and then i'm just chasing him through different sections of it gotcha uh trying to get him i assume that's who like scientist man or whoever wanted me to go find i guess but yeah i started making my way through there uh the uh drilling worm thing made a reappearance oh uh killed me because if you just get hit by it you die <laughs> I didn't know it was. I didn't know it was gonna appear either. I'm just like going through, because there's a fucking section when he reappeared, where it teaches you to like you can climb on objects on the wall, like rails and stuff. Okay. 
So like there'll be like if there's a pipe or something that has like a little handrail yeah. or something on it, and then you see it on the wall, you can jump up and grab onto it and then scale the wall. So I was doing that, and there's a point where the music the music kind of starts kicking up as you go through. I'm like, okay, well something's about to happen, and I get to the end of it before, uh, like the game expected me to. I yeah. guess. So I go to jump, and I jump as it appears. I don't even see it. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I jumped, my screen went black, and I, I'm back at the other side. <laughs> After I respawn, I'm like, well, that was kind of shitty. So then I just waited. I got over there, I just waited. Because everything seems to happen based on, like, yeah, they where have their are. timing of where they expect you to be on certain things, which is all over the fucking place. It really is. Uh, so I, I guess the way I was walking through these areas, I was just not on the timing they expected. So I got there quicker and ended up dying because of it, Oof. which was annoying. I bet it was. Uh, but yeah, there. it's like, other than that, I didn't get much further. I, I got to the point where they I was able to select perks for like character specific perks. Oh, yeah. Which is basically just, hey, make yourself where when you go down, when you would die, you stay alive an extra second because we need an excuse for you to run through this laser wall. A laser wall blocking the path. There's no way through. So you're like, hey, take this perk here, and it won't kill you. And this is after I watched a robot walk over, grab a guy, and just slowly push him through it. What the fuck? I charge right through it though. This is when I met the the second was it Nora. The how upgrade. does that perk make sense in this universe? I don't understand. It's something. It's it just says something along the lines of when you, w the perk reads like a normal perk would, where it's like when you would take fatal damage, survive an extra couple seconds. And I'm like, how the fuck does that work? <laughs> it's like you you literally just showed me a robot push a man through there and him get cut to ribbons. But I'm fine. Okay, sure. Um. Yeah, overall, first thoughts from both of us seems more or less we're in like mid ground for it. I mean, it's an entertainment it, game. If it's, it's give a, it a try, it's it, on Game Pass. It's an atmospheric game. The combat's not super great right now, or at least to the the early progression of the game, combat's not that great. Story seems fairly interesting. I'll be yeah. I'll be fair with that. I'm, I'm hell, I, I've listened to more of the. I did find out. Uh, because when you're talking to people, there's the skip dialogue option. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it doesn't just skip what they're saying right there. It skips through until your character speaks again. <laughs> Fuck. Because <laughs> at one point I read through it and I was like, all right, fine. I hit skip and that one went by because it all it does is they just speed the dialogue up. <laughs> so it's so like. It, so it, they just speed it up so it goes real quick. And, uh, like, a couple more lines came up and popped up and went away. I went, well, I'll never know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> it's like your character just like, yeah, I'm not dealing with you today. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, I guess the thing, the thing with it is, the whole point of it is, in this world, we're supposed to control the robots. I mean, that's fair. So we can skip ahead or make them talk quicker or something. I don't know. It's a weird game. I'm, I'm... It's it's not a game 
that I would typically play. I thought I would give it a try. It's atmospheric. Story seems interesting. Combat's up par, in my opinion. Okay. I mean, I agree with that. I mean, it's if I if you have Game Pass, give it a try. And if it's for you, great. If not, yeah. I mean, Maybe. it's it's its own little thing. It it has a nice setting and everything, but there's pros and cons for it. Yeah. I mean, hell, that's why I got got by it. I've said before, if it's on Game Pass, I'll just about try anything. Yeah. And here I am. <laughs> well, speaking of games you actually want to play, what's this new update on Stone Realm? Oh, so uh, talked about, I talked about the game a little while back. Actually, hell, it was probably mid-last year sometime I talked probably. about it. Uh, Stolen Realm. Stolen is, Realm, sorry. Uh, it's uh, kind of like a dungeon or almost like dungeon crawler game, uh, essentially. It's like a co-op. Uh, Doesn't it have really good ragdoll physics? Oh, yeah. They're okay, that's great. what I thought. They're so good. Uh, it almost kind of works like a roguelite system, you know, or the system of, like, you go down the pathway and you pick boss fight or treasure yeah. shop, something like that. But the interesting thing is you create your characters and you can play it co-op with four characters. Uh, and then it's a... Uh, you pick your mission that you go on. So since it's been updated, a lot of stuff is locked. So you have kind of like this natural progression of doing side missions to go to like main story boss fights to unlock towns okay. and things and then kind of circle around the map. But for every mission that you go on, you you go on to like a map uh, or like you, you load into the map and then kind of go through the events of like what a roguelite or something like that would be from that point so okay you get your first encounter and then after you complete that encounter you just go there's a little icon on them at the edge of the screen map you go to that and then you pick if you want to go to like a hard battle a normal battle of event or shop or something like that and then it just keeps expanding like the the pathway that you have just keeps expanding down Okay. Some of the updates they've updated, like, they've updated the talent tree some. They've updated to have, they've updated a system called Fortunes, where at certain level breakpoints, I think it's 5, 10, 15, and 20, so you can have four of them equipped, is different perks and stuff that you you have the opportunity to get during, like, some of these events or certain things like that. Uh will just be unlocked for your character that you can equip. Okay. So it could be like something as simple as plus five dexterity, which dexterity gives you uh, like crit chance, crit uh, crit damage, and then for every 25 dexterity you have, you gain one additional like hex movement. That's not bad. Because when it goes into battles, then it's a turn, or it's like... Uh, the player turn and then the AI turn, but all the players can go at the same time. Gotcha. Uh, and then it's like for your turn, you have an action and then you have your movement and then you can like move an item or something if it's on the map. Uh, and it's the combat to the game has and has always been fantastic. It, it's, it's fun. Some of the updates they have is uh, the fortune system, which is nice, because like I'm playing a very tanky melee character right okay. now. Okay. Uh, and one of the fortunes we found is like, uh, 
gain gain a flat amount. I think it was like 169 armor, 196 armor or something like that. Damn. And then for every 1% armor that you have, or 1% of your total armor rating is added to like your attack damage or something like that. Damn. And then I have a perk in my talent tree that is for every point of might that I have, which might is physical damage. Uh, it's basically like physical damage and something else. Uh, for every point of might that I have, I get 1% more armor and magic armor. So I'm a very, it's like at this point in the game, I'm a very tanky character. That sounds like it because those should stack off each other. Yeah, they, they do. Cool. Yeah, because like uh, playing hardcore characters right now too. So they're dead, they're dead? If the party wipes, the characters are dead. If, if a character wipes like in a fight, if the as long as the party doesn't wipe, that character stays. Okay. So it's like, it's only a death if it's a TPK. So... That it's like we found that out uh, a couple days ago, but it it makes it interesting. It makes it where you can still have somebody kind of glass cannony, uh, but then it's like I'm because uh, one of one of our guys is playing like an ice wizard. One of them is playing like a dual like Peter's playing a dual wielding like he does a shitload of damage okay across a bunch of attacks so like he can help kind of clear things out. I'm the I'm I'm like somewhere in the middle of everything. I am the you know the you know the old Lisa in Champion Spotlight. Yeah. Uh tanky tank mage range melee DPS assassin rogue. Yeah. That's me. Cool. <laughs> I run to the middle of the fight cuz we're we're like level like 13 or something like that. Okay. Uh, our second tankiest character has like somewhere around five, six hundred health, somewhere in that range, and a couple hundred armor, magic armor, something like that. Mm -hmm. I have like nine hundred health and a thousand, or like well over a thousand magic armor and like a thousand armor, just well, because of the way my stats stack together. That's that's a bit ridiculous, but okay. And I have the most, like the highest. I think I have the because I'm. I, I could have more armor than that, but I'm using a two-handed weapon instead of a shield because I wanted some damage. Also, got a fucking nuts weapon for, for where we're at. So I just kind of run out there, and I'm like, I've got a dash if I need to get far. I've got long-range AOE if I need to hit some a bunch of enemies around me. So I'm just like, I will be here if anything wants to come challenge me. <laughs> I have some like return damage, so if they it's like thorns, so if they hit okay. me, I take damage. It's like I don't have a lot, but it's funny to see these enemies walk up to me and like one of one of the people that I'm playing with, like they'll get hit and take a hundred damage or so. I get hit, I take seven. Shit, <laughs> little bit of an exaggeration, but somewhere in the in the neighborhood of yeah. Them. Where, like, I'm taking absolutely no damage at all. They're doing more damage themselves than me. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's fun. It's been updated. So, like, the, the fortune system's cool because we found a lot of unique ones. Okay. Or we found some unique ones, like the, the armor turning into damage one, like I talked about. And then there's some... There's some that are kind of more basic where it's, like, stat increase or... We have one where it's like, uh, 
you can just summon a random level nine monster to fight on your side. Um, okay. And you can do that once per battle. Yeah. Or like gain a second action once per battle. So just little things like that that very much kind of change the place, like can help you change your play style a little bit. Uh, but yeah, they've it's like seems like they've been constantly updating, like giving little hot fixes here and there, updating bosses, updating the way like some of the stats work and that. Trying to balance it out because it's a it's a very fun like co op kind of like dungeon crawling game. Uh and the talent trees aren't like too expansive, but it's fun enough where you can do some you can do some wacky shit. I mean that does sound very entertaining because I know I've looked at it a couple times myself. Because how you're describing it almost seems like a slightly simpler Gloomhaven. Kind of, it's like way less complex than that. Because uh, it's like this one. This one you can kind of just like if you don't want to immediately go to boss fights and that you can just sit there and keep like keep running because the the routes for the maps and stuff I believe are procedurally generated as well. Oh, that's nice. So if you load into it, the it's like your base. If you load into one one of the points. It's basically just loading into that type of point and whatever the ending boss that it says is on there, that's the, the that's basically the boss you're going to fight. Okay. Everything along the way is just kind of, you may get more, it's like you could probably get more events, you may get more mining stuff per, per run that you do, or you may get fishing uh, points and stuff along the way. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's, and since it's been updated, one of the most, like user-friendly updates they had to it is it used to be anytime you went into a battle, you went into a separate loading screen, loaded into a different uh, map, and then did the battle there. Okay. And then when you finished, like when you won the battle, you would load back into like the map that you've been creating. Okay. Don't do that now. Now when you start the battle, they all the enemies just plop onto the, your pre-existing map. Oh, that makes it simpler. So That's it's a lot just, better. It just makes it more convenient and then if like there were a bunch of fishing spots or something like that it'll just kind of like rearrange it slightly so instead of loading into a new one it just like lays a texture on top of it uh if if it needed to to like fill in space gotcha so it, it makes it it makes the like the loading time and stuff there way nicer and it's just nicer to see everything kind of show up there yeah uh, instead of just taking you away every time. That's nice. Yeah, I can definitely see that. That's a nice, just quality of life thing. Yeah. And like Zach said, some of the best ragdolls that you will ever see come from this game. Because when you kill an enemy, they don't disappear. They don't, like, they don't disappear. They don't do anything. They start floating through, like, depend. some of them will just shoot off the screen in a ragdoll. Some of them you'll hit and they'll just, like, start floating up in the air in some ragdoll. They always ragdoll away and start falling through the air. And that's true for the hero characters too, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> All righty then. Yeah, you don't get special treatment just because you're, <laughs> you're a player character. But definitely check out Stolen Realm if you haven't yet. It is updating continuously. Um, Sounds like fairly interesting updates um, versus my game. I'm still playing a Rocket Blade Point. My this has been like your go-to game since it came out. Well, not since it came or out. Roughly, roughly around the time, because you were the first person I know that 
actually started playing it. I think I may have just mentioned it because I didn't start playing it whenever it first came out because I didn't actually start playing it until like a year ago. Okay. But this has been kind of like your go-to game since then. I don't know why either. I, I Actually, I do know why. Because I do like Battle Royales because I went hard into Apex because I played Apex nonstop for like three and a half years. I got really into Apex and that's really what got me in the Battlegrounds games. And uh, this is a Battle Royale Wushin style game. It, it's with melee combat and range combat with its weird abilities within the style of Wushin cultivation stuff. And I don't know why. I got back onto it like about a month ago now. In which last week, either last week or the week before, they just started season seven, Untamed. So the new season is going where they added uh, pole arms. Okay. Pole arm, yeah. bladed pole arms. I'm not going to lie. I've looked at this game briefly like yes. i've watched i've watched like brief videos and stuff on it and every time i can't tell what the fuck is happening correct i start watching it and i'm like i don't know what the fuck's happening i can't follow any of this it's sort of that weird thing of like all the characters are weapon masters of every weapon and you only really understand what's happening if you've used the weapons because each weapon has its unique sort of Attacks and whatnot you do. And then there's a whole thing of there's charge attack. There's just regular attacks. Each weapon has its own unique aspects to it. There's blue focus attacks, which can be countered or blocked. Then there's the actual countering system. And it's a whole thing. I just know as further I get in the ranks, the more I realize I'm bad at countering. Oh, yeah. I assume that's that's probably a big thing as you yes, go Yes, as you get higher because... And I don't know if it's just a controller, uh, a limit with controllers on console versus PC, or if I just don't get it, because I think I just need to do re remapping on my controls, because there's a way to cancel attack into a counter, which I haven't figured out. Okay. Or I'm just getting timings wrong, because once you learn the weapons, every weapon has its specific timings and you can tell what a person's doing based on whatever movement the character's making to time your counters. Okay. So yeah, they've... Yeah, that might just be a button remapping where it's just a matter of hitting something immediately after or at the same... or canceling it in... Yeah. You'd have to cancel it either with an action or by inputting two at the same time or something like that. Yeah, it's something like that. Because I know it's there's a way to do it because there's several times I've messed up my combos because I'll suddenly just do a counter stance. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, but yeah, because the counter thing is very good in high levels because what it, if you actually pull off a counter, it causes your opponent to drop their weapon and then you get to use a strong move on them. Okay. So you just completely fuck them over because <laughs> it also knocks them down too. Yeah. Yeah, basically, you, you get rewarded for actually using the mechanic properly. Yes, you completely fucked them over. Um, yeah, just been enjoying the Untamed season and the Polearm. Polearm's the second sort of pole-style weapon because we also have spears and staffs. And it's the heavy hitter of the three. I would say the staff's probably the speed one, spears yeah. very balanced, and then the pole arm is the yeah. strength one that makes sense um no new character this season though but then again we did just get our ancient diva character does the character change anything 
Uh, more or less, it just adds more play styles because she has a knockback, long range just ability, and then her ultimate. Oh, uh, so the character, the, the different characters themselves have abilities. Yes. That are used. Okay, that's what I wasn't sure about. Yeah, and then each character, as you progress in what's their cultivation thing, which is more or less their own personal story, you complete quests for. You can unlock uh, the first two levels unlocks two variations of their base skill, and then the second one unlocks two variations of their ultimate besides their base one. Okay. Allow people to do different play styles if they want. Because, like, her name's Fair Sheen. Shane? I can't pronounce it right now without looking at it. Uh, and she just summons a wooden mech with gun turrets on it. Okay. Yeah, that seems fair. <laughs> it's actually a lot fairer than you think. I... I, I <laughs> Yeah, no, it, I would assume that it it would be, uh, but yeah, just I mean the idea of that. I'm also having not played the game. I'm picturing something much larger than what's actually happening. Oh no, it's probably about as large as you're thinking. Because when it's when it comes out, you see a big shape of it, and you're like, well, shit. The fun the fun thing about her, which I've enjoyed with a few times I've seen it, is she's the third character whose ultimate transforms you into somebody else. So now you can have a three-man team of people because one turns into a form of Buddha and they can just grab your ass and then pummel you into the ground constantly. One turns into a terracotta general and gains a giant spear he can stab through you and throw you around. Now she just turns into a mech to bullet you around. Okay. So it's very entertaining to see a team when all three of them and they all just change at the same time and go, well, fuck this. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going over there anymore. <laughs> That's your space. Because dealing with one of them is pretty easy. Dealing with two or three of them at a time, man, that could be about a slight pain in the ass. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, could, I could definitely see that because, like I said, I haven't played the game. Yeah. I've only looked, I've only seen brief videos of it, like I said. And even then, I'm like, man, I would, I would probably get my ass handed to me because I would be, I'd be looking at people over there while the, Six people are hitting me over here. Exactly, because battle royale rules still apply. When you start fighting, at least four other groups are going to show up during the fight. Oh, yeah. It's because they heard noise and they have to go investigate. Exactly. I mean, it is very entertaining, and I feel you there, because when I first played a year ago, I got my ass handed to me a lot, and I was just like, I don't know what's really happening and laid off. It got caught up with other games we were playing and then came back the beginning of last month, and I was just steamrolling people and went... I don't know what happens. I was like, I don't know if something clicked in my mind in between the break and I just get it now or what? It's... But overall, it's it's an enjoyable game. Untamed season start for anyone who hasn't messed with it and it's like, yeah, I might want to come back in. New season's fun. All right. Not a whole lot has changed, but it's fun. Yeah. I mean, still, new season, I guess. Do they have like a battle pass? Yeah, I was going to say battle pass rewards make sense for a new season. And which they're, battle pass i actually am okay with i mean the free one is as you expect with a free one but it actually gives you a lot of variety of uh cosmetics and stuff not the flashier ones of course except for a handful towards the end of the past but i mean it's still fairly decent all right yeah that's that's always appreciated when i mean we all expect the paid battle pass to have better the, stuff. the flashier nicer nicer stuff but it is nice to see when games have like a free version that is still respectable yeah and the thing that they do is also they will bring back they have what's called a rebirth shop which brings back certain items from previous seasons and battle passes 
which you can buy that currency with one of the two in-game currencies to buy things for it to purchase it through that rebirth shop. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a whole thing. I was going to... Wait, you say there's two currencies. So is it... There's three different currencies. I assume the free free currency. Yes. Paid currency. Yes. And then some sort of... Cosmetic currency. Okay, I was going to... I, I didn't know whether to phrase it as like cosmetic or like some sort of like rank currency or something. No. something I assume it's something along those lines. So they got the Tay coins, which is just your generic currency to use to unlock characters and a couple things in the shop. The gold, which is the real money currency, and then spectral silk, which there's a specific shop for spectral silk, which is just a bunch of uh, cosmetic stuff. Now, can you use the, the the basic bitch currency to get that too? Yes. Okay, that's nice. Yeah, and the spectral it takes a lot. <laughs> um, for like the higher tier stuff does, but for okay, I guess I should rank it. There's like five tiers of stuff: common, uncommon, well, yeah, rare. But- then they have an orange, which would be legendary. Then they have a red, which is ultimate. Yeah. The ultimate costs them more. The legendary is actually not bad because the legendary stuff in the Spectral Silk Shop is like uh, 12,000. And I actually got that pretty quickly. Yeah. So I guess it's one of those where it seems like a lot and unless you're playing the game. Yeah. Okay. That's not too bad. Yeah. It's a free game. If you're curious about it, give it a try. All right. Well, I th- think that's about all I had this week, Zach, if you, unless you had something new. It's a question of whether we want to mess with the state of play or not. Well, I was going to say, because I was going to, I was going to say if we wanted to, if we wanted to try to, mo- or just move into kind of like weekly wrap up stuff, I can quickly go through that because I'm not sh- going to lie. I wasn't super impressed with it. Let's shout out the state of play. I didn't watch it. He read an article about it. Oh, wait, I'm in the... Oh, shit, how do I get back to that? Okay, we might not hit the state of play. Found it. <laughs> uh, state of play did did happen... Uh, was it yesterday or today? I have no clue, man. State of play happened sometime in the past two days. <laughs> uh, it's, it's like, we're just going to quickly run through this because... Uh, neither of us really watched it. Uh, I started trying to watch some of the trailers earlier and then realized I wasn't too worried about it. Correct. Uh, there was an extended trailer for Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, which shows some additional additional pieces of like story stuff going on with it. Okay. Game looks great. Uh, they, uh, new fighters were revealed for Street Fighter VI. So... Oh, shouting out fighting games. For some reason, they released the Kazuya trailer for Tekken 8 this week. And then the entire thing, I was like, it looked great. I get it. But people got super excited and went, well, it's Kazuya. Yeah. He's on the fucking pro- first promo for this one. Of course he's in it, damn it. Yeah, so Street Fighter VI, uh, Zangief, Lily, and Kami. Okay. So, I mean, probably could have assumed they would have been there in there yeah. at some point, but officially announced now. Uh, there was a section on Baldur's Gate 3, which previously we knew Baldur's Gate 3 was releasing sometime in August. Now we know for sure that it is August 31st. So the last day of August is going to be the release date for Baldur's Gate 3 on PC and PlayStation 5. That game's going to have such a giant download. Oh, yeah. It's going to... They just... they 
just re I think it was may have been with this, their minimum PC specs got upped. Yeah. And then the their recommendations went up as well. Yeah. Uh new Resident Evil four trailer confirmed uh mercenary mode is returning. Oh. I don't know what that is, but sure. Is there multiplayer? I was assuming it's along those lines. Uh would you believe it? Destiny Two is still getting additional content. Yes, I figured light this, the Lightfall trailer. I guess a week before launch came out or was shown. I thought Lightfall was out. Would I, have, have we not been hearing about this for a while? I thought it was out too. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, but yeah, I guess Lightfall comes out in a week or so. Okay. Uh, and then new P, uh, PSVR two games were revealed. Uh, let's see. What was it? Something called Foglands, a haunted first-person shooter. Okay. Uh, Green Hell is coming to PSVR two. I don't know if I'd necessarily want to play Green Hell in VR, but <laughs> more power to anybody that wants to. Uh, I don't. I don't know what the others were. I'm just gonna move past that. Uh. Goodbye Volcano High coming to PS5 and PS4 on June 14th. I don't know what that is. No, I don't know what that is either. And then a uh, Naruto Boruto Ultimate Ninja Storm Connections got a new trailer. What? I don't know. <laughs> that game's still getting DLC? I'm just, I do, I'm, I'm reading down a list here. That game should be more dead than Destiny 2. New trailer for Digital Extreme and Airship Syndicate's Wayfinder. I don't know what you just told me. I don't know. The picture, the, the video there, he's got a big-ass sword. So something about some some game. Yeah, no, I have no clue what that is. I didn't either. That's why I didn't, it's like, I didn't make it this far down last time I read through it. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that seems to be pretty much all for the PlayStation okay. state of play. I might go watch those trailers. It's like, there's a couple, I'm, I'll probably go watch the Baldur's Gate stuff, if I'm honest. Just to see it. I'll just go clear my computer's cache to re-download it. But yeah, uh, I mean, state of play. We knew it wasn't going to be anything like super pressing because they stated before it was going to be mostly third-party and PSVR 2 titles. Yep. So it was just that with like required information about their other big games. Okay. Well... I think that's about all John and me have this week. So if you missed it, here we go. Weekly wrap-up of things that you might be interested that have happened this week. For anyone who's been waiting and hasn't heard yet, Pokemon Presents is set for February 27th at 6 p.m. Or not 6 p.m., 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. It's supposed to be 20 to 25 minutes. So check that out Monday. Um, I probably won't because I'll probably be working, unfortunately. I've, I'll probably try to pull it up forget about it then watch it afterwards um friendly reminder we're getting closer to 3ds and wii u eShop closures one note about 3ds closing pokemon sun and moon demo are still the only official way to get battle bond ability greninja if you still don't have one pick that up quick if you still need it uh, madden 24 is considered a make or break for the title by a report if this title has a large customer backlash changes will come with series leadership and Alex believes it when he sees it. So as far as yeah. he's concerned, this is never going to change. Yeah. He, he He's apparently just under the assumption that 
they are willing to just release the same thing over and over again as they have for the past decade. Yes. Xbox has now officially signed the 10-year contract to bring Call of Duty to Nintendo consoles. I mean, cool for Nintendo consoles, but hey, Nintendo, we need an update, guys. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, Alex had another comment here that this just helps for their... This just helps Microsoft with their case of, like, not, not, not monopolizing, monopolizing the, the space with it, which honestly might just be the only reason they've decided to do this because realistically who's going to be wanting to play cod on a switch probably a lot of people i mean a lot of people will it's not gonna it probably won't run well it probably won't probably but hey. probably gonna be a horrible experience but the real test is it better than a uh, cod mobile i guess they could just be could just be banking on the fact that nintendo has already said our next console's got to be better yes hopefully um, Bloomhouse Games has announced that they have no intentions on doing any AAA titles and solely going to be games budgeted at $10 million and below projects. I mean, hey, that's a stance. I'll be yeah. curious to see what comes out of it. I mean, there's a lot of low, good low-budget games. Yeah, I mean, hell. <laughs> it's like some of the best games that I've played in the past year or two have been all low, like relatively low-budget indie games. Looking at you, Vampire Survivors. I mean, that, that game took the world by storm. <laughs> Amazon has announced they're bringing the MMORPG Throne and Liberty to North America, South America, Europe, and Japan. Do you have any clue what Throne and Liberty is? I saw this news and thought it had already happened. I have no idea what this game is, personally. It's... Uh, I don't I don't want to be too wrong about it. I think it's it's another one of these, like... Like kind of older, popular MMOs from like another region, probably Korea. Okay, that uh, that was made. Could be wrong on on that, but I believe it's one of these older games from another region that has been talked about getting moved over here for a long time. And now the I guess these days we're just waiting on Amazon to do it because they're the only ones doing it. Apparently. I mean, New World's still kicking, so hey, Amazon's at least one, one of two. New World's still kicking. Hey, Lost Ark still averages 130, 160,000 people. I constantly forget Lost Ark is also Amazon. Yeah. I mean, they it's like their player numbers aren't anything what they used to be, but I mean, they, they have an average close to 200,000 people Wait, playing. is New World Amazon then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I keep forgetting that both of them are there. Um, apparently, Konami planned to have a pretty big E3, according to VGC. New Castlevania and Metal Gear Solid 3 remake expected to be there. I mean, somebody needs to, since Sony, Xbox, and Nintendo are all out at E3. I can only hope who's left can bring us some good news for E3. It's weird to get news saying expected to have a big E3 and then list a remake. Yes. <laughs> like... <laughs> Hey, Snake there's something there's something I just find humorous about that. Snake Eater was a great game. Um, Mortal Kombat 12 apparently coming later this year. Um, we've been seeing trailers and whatnot for it. Um, then there was that release from that. It, yeah, it was like a audio snippet from like a. Yeah, not trailers, just the audio snippet. It was like the audio snippet from like their quarterly earnings or something where they were talking about projects coming out and. Uh, 
was stated that the highly anticipated Mortal Kombat 12 should be out by the end of the year. I don't know what that story's going to be after playing Mortal Kombat 11, I'm going to be honest. I don't know, because we got... This is going to be a fucking nuts year for fighting games. Yeah. Because we got Street Fighter 6. Because all the name game fighting like, games are coming back with a the, new one The this fucking year. biggest names out there. Street Fighter 6. Yes. For Tech, 2D. Tekken 8. For 3D. And then... I already forgot. What's Mortal Kombat? Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Mortal Kombat 12. We're getting three of the... And then uh, there's... There's that Rivals of Aether 2 coming out. Yeah, oh. and then we got to be getting close to... Well, if... Because we're, we're all under the assumption that Mortal Kombat 12 has basically been done and ready to go. Yeah. Which means, uh, assuming uh, NetherRealm Studios would be doing their other, working on another game or something. Injustice that time, 3. I'm thinking Dragon Ball, either like Dragon Ball Fighters, the next iteration of it, or an Injustice. Potentially. I think Injustice was worse. I think, I think in Injustice performed worse than the Mortal yes. Kombat. So I think if they were going to do one, either something new or move to the next Dragon Ball. Yeah, I don't. Injustice Three, as much as I would personally like to see it, I feel that's a long shot because Injustice Two did not do well. It didn't. It didn't. I don't think it sold that well. Its fucking tournament scene was awesome, though. Yeah, I saw it, some of its those. fighting game tournaments were great. But I, I have a feeling they would, they would just move to the next biggest, like go from one series, like we got Mortal Kombat, yeah, move to your other big hitter, which was Dra Dragon Ball, yeah. A uh, new Dragon Ball Z Kakarot DLC announced Chaos at the World Tournament, focusing on the 23rd World Tournament. I don't remember which World Tournament is, or if this is just one specifically for Kakarot. So, I'm hey. surprised they're still making DLC for this game, honestly. I mean, there's a lot of fighting anime games they keep making DLC for. Yeah, like this, I, w I was honestly surprised. But, you know, maybe they'll, maybe this will be a DLC they make, and they're like, all right, let's make another game. Nope. Elden Ring has passed over 20 million units sold, and Hogwarts Legacy has passed over 12 million units sold. Along with Hogwarts Legacy, there's a TVC series reportedly in development at HBO Max following Hogwarts Legacy. I do not know how I feel about that. Okay, when I first read this, I was... First, quickly, I'm just going to comment on the fact that 12 million units sold. This game's been out for less than a month. <laughs> Yeah, and this is just this is, current gen consoles. They're that still is fucking wild. There's still going to be a release on the previous generation consoles for these two. Yeah, yeah, and then eventually the Switch. Yeah, currently it's just uh, PC and current gen consoles. Yeah, which is wild because I know it, I, I know at least a few people who want to play the game but don't have access to it right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then the, the TV, the TV series being made on it. I mean, I don't know. I don't necessarily know how I feel about that. I don't. I don't think it would hurt anything. I don't think it would hurt anything. I don't either. think it would hurt anything. It's just a matter of because it's it's all different characters. It's just a. I would assume they're just going to use that world and do their own story because I do not see them following the game's story. Probably not. Well, the, the, that's the thing. Because doesn't, doesn't each house have a slightly different story? Yeah, but they could follow the overarching story of it relatively easily. Oh, okay. That's fair. Because, well, each each house, like, the different houses have their own, like, 
quest associated with them and like they're a person that you could i think like different companions that you are more likely to meet up with and stuff that give you quests and that it would make sense uh, or it it's uh, like for the gameplay wise but for a, a show an overarching story just following a student from whatever house they end up being from i could see that being done uh I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about like the immediate jump to TV shows and stuff that people are doing because it's it almost feels like uh, the game came out massive success, uh, like like we said, twelve million units sold yeah. already, and with the success of the Last of Us show, they're like, well, let's just make a show. It kind of seems what the natural progression in their mind was. Well, I feel like the one thing that sort of would push this one for quicker was just okay that it has that Hogwarts name. on it. It's because it yeah it has it has the Harry Potter tie in, yeah. so everyone has faith in it. But it's also been what twenty or yeah close to twenty years or fifteen years. Has it been that long already? I don't know. It had to. It had to be somewhere around there. What was the last Harry Potter? Movie? I have no idea. I stopped watching them. Well, well, John looks that up. So so far, with just coming to the end of February, we had a pretty good year for gaming, at least in Metacritic scores. Just from January and February, two thousand ten movie. Deathly really? Hollow was part two. Deathly Hollow. Well, Deathly Hollow is part one. The other one was the next year. But yeah, so. 13 years. Damn, okay. Or 12, 13 years, somewhere around there. Damn, that's actually a pretty long time. Um, so games here that have got an 80-plus score so far, Metroid Prime Remastered, Hi-Fi Rush, Dead Space Remake, Hogwarts Legacy, Fire Emblem Engage, Octopath Traveler 2, Thera Rhythm Final Bar Line. That's a Final Fantasy rhythm game, which I've looked at and I'm probably going to buy at some point. Uh, like a Dragon Ishin. And Season, A Letter to the Future, which is another game that I've seen that I'm very curious about. It's that one with the person riding on the bike through, like, the field of flowers. Oh, yeah. 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 But yeah. Uh, yeah, there's been... it. It's weird, because we're about to enter March. Yeah. And it's, it's weird to have that many games that have come out to, to have higher ratings. And that's just nine games that are considered newer games versus uh well remakes and remasters versus these other games which are just straight ports to other systems that have gotten 80 plus in monster hunter rise persona 4 golden persona 3 portable age of empires 2 definite edition kirby's return to dreamland deluxe a space for the unbound pharaoh a new era Gran Turismo 7 and Resident Evil 8 VR have all also gotten 80 plus scores in Metacritic so far for the year. Yeah. It's a significant number of games for still being this early in the year. After getting two years of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've had hits and misses through the last yeah. two years. We, but let's be honest, everyone. The last two years have been sort of crap. <laughs> yeah. It's like we have, it's like we get like the two, two bangers of the year and then a bunch of mediocrity. Which. I'm fine with mediocrity. We've had this discussion before on yeah. this show. <laughs> yeah. I'll I will play. Like I said before, I'll, th- there is nothing wrong. Me and Alex talked about this. What was it? Like a month ago or so. There's Probably. nothing wrong with liking a six or seven out of a ten game. Yeah. 
Oh, most games are that way, and I, I love it. <laughs> well, that's going to wrap up the weekly weekly news and everything. So you got anything else, John? Uh, I don't think I have anything else. So, uh, you, All right. you I think we're going to roll out of here, then. So you were going to hit the music there. <laughs> Uh, go ahead and get that going. Well, if you've gone with us this far, like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. It does help. If you're watching this live and you haven't subscribed to us yet, please do. Because if you're still watching, I'm hoping you like us. Or just using us back to us. I can take that, too. Um, thank you very much. Bye. Yeah, do everything you said more. Especially if, you, if we are just happy to be using background noise. Might as well subscribe. That way, we every, every Saturday, sometime... Or roughly around 6 p.m. we'll be here. And of course, fun. always go check out Agent Inc. Check out our shop there. Pick up a jersey. They are fantastic. You can always check out our own personal merch store at sparky3.com. Uh, check out some Rogue Energy with their new flavors of hydration and rainbow candy and strawberry bubblegum, which I'll hopefully have mine in next week so you can try. And then you can also find all the links to our Discord and socials down below and follow us there and join us in there for discussion. Thank you very much, and I hope you have a wonderful evening or day whenever you're watching this. Bye.